Shaw knew there'd been eyes watching as he talked to the old man. Instincts, he told himself. Yet, instead of finding out who was watching or why, he'd simply let the notion slip away. Out of nowhere, he'd caught himself bringing up the matter of the old witch and her sparrows. Jesus, where had that come from? He wondered, pushing the bay up a thin path overlooking the trail. It had been a year since he'd seen the old witch and her covey of dancing birds. But this was the sort of thing that had been happening since the head wound. The bullet-fractured skull hadn't outright cost him his memory or his faculties as the first doctor believed it might. At no time during the early healing stages of his wound had he forgotten who he was, where he was from, or what his life had been. Yet, as the slow healing began, so had these unpredictable moments of haziness. The witch and her sparrows? He thought. He shook his head in wonder. The speckled bay climbed the steep path and stopped on its own when it came to a flat rock bluff, as if it knew what its rider wanted. Shaw was still consumed by what had happened, and why. Thank God for good horses. He patted the bay's damp withers with his gloved hand. Luckily, Shaw was the only one aware of his problem. The old Mexican hadn't seen it. Neither had any of the others, like the bartender in El Paso. Shaw had called him by the wrong name, drifting back into a similar conversation he'd been engaged in with another bartender more than two years prior. Shaw considered things. This was what the wound had done to him, and fortunately he'd managed to catch slip-ups and turn them around before anyone noticed thus far. But how long could he keep doing this before someone saw through him? And what if my condition gets worse? He asked himself, turning the bay, watching the trail below from the cover of rocks and brush. He lived in a hard world, where gunmen lay in wait like wolves for the scent of wounded prey. He knew it, and he wasn't about to give it to them. His hand fell idly to the butt of his big colt and rusted there. He still had his gun. Always the gun, he told himself. He watched the trail below until the first sign of dust rose from the switchback farther down the hillside. As the three riders from Little Esther filed past below him, he recognized Dario Esconza in the lead. His instincts had been right. These were the eyes who'd been watching him from the darkened shadows. Now they were trailing him. Dario Esconza. A killer. A man who prided himself in being fast with a gun. Interesting, Shaw thought. Now that he knew who was following him, it wasn't hard to understand why. He eased the bay around and nudged it upward, taking a meandering rocky path to the next level of switchback trail. On the trail below, Dario Esconza stopped so suddenly that Ruiz's and Wilcox's horses piled up before they jerked them roughly to a halt. Condenalo, he cursed, as the other men struggled to collect their horses. Whoa! Damn is right, said Wilcox, repeating Esconza's curse in English. 
This isn't a place to make sudden stops. He pulled his horse sideways away from the trail's edge, glancing down a jagged rock and swaying treetops stretched far below them. By God, you'll get somebody killed, said Ruiz, anger in his frightened eyes. Paying no attention to the two gunmen, Esconces said with a look of revelation on his face, It's him, by the saints. It is him. Wilcox and Ruiz looked at each other in surprise. Who? Wilcox asked, his eyes cutting all around the trail and up the steep hillside. His hand went to his gun butt. What the hell's got into you, Dario? Esconza took in a deep breath. Into me? He gave the two a tight grin. Nothing has gotten into me, he said sharply. He tapped his forehead beneath his battered hat brim. I told you I knew him from somewhere.